1: Welcome to our special five-part medical mysteries series, Beating the Odds. Every day this week, we're telling the true tales of medical miracles that shocked the world. Thanks again for joining us. Today, we're discussing Beck Weathers, a Texas pathologist who survived the disastrous 1996 blizzard on Mount Everest. For more remarkable feats of survival, tune in right here all week long to Beating the Odds. Enjoy.
0: Reaching the summit of Everest will cost you somewhere between $30,000 and $115,000. And fair warning, since 1954, only one in four people have made it to the top. About one in 16 have died trying.
1: On May 10, 1996, a 49-year-old Texan was included in that statistic. He and seven others were pronounced dead by medical professionals. But after nearly 25 hours of hypoxia, hypothermia, and frostbite eating away at his flesh, as well as a 15-hour hypothermic coma, somehow Beck Weathers managed to survive.
0: Welcome to Beating the Odds, a five-day special series for medical mysteries. I'm Richard.
1: And I'm Molly. This is our second episode on remarkable, inspirational people who survived extreme medical emergencies.
0: Today we're discussing Beck Weathers, a Texas pathologist who, against all odds, survived the disastrous 1996 blizzard on Mount Everest.
1: The Nepalese call it the goddess of the sky. Around 26,000 feet up marks the beginning of the goddess's fury. It's what climbers refer to as the death zone. More than 200 corpses lie twisted and mangled, frozen in time on the way to the heavens. On the morning of May 10, 1996, Beck Weathers wasn't much further than 26,000 feet when his dream of reaching the peak of Mount Everest came crashing down.
0: He was almost seven hours in what was meant to be a 12 or 14-hour summit. But despite years of climbing experience, Beck couldn't carry on. He was starting to go blind.
1: Months prior, Beck received radial keratotomy surgery to correct his nearsightedness. According to the American Academy of Ophthalmology, the procedure is now outdated. It's been replaced by more successful options like LASIK.
0: But in 1996, microscopic incisions were made in the corneas of Beck's eyes using an incredibly sharp surgical knife made of diamond the cuts were meant to flatten the cornea and correct his ability to perceive distance.
1: Under standard conditions, the most likely side effects of the operation are an over or under correction of your vision. But no medical study had ever taken into consideration the effects of ultraviolet radiation at extreme altitudes, which for Beck resulted in an almost complete loss of vision.
0: Around 7 a.m., he unclipped himself from his team's ropes and sat down away from the path. He could only hope that as the sun came up, his vision might improve, which may have happened had he not rubbed his eyes. Unbeknownst to Beck, an ice crystal had lodged itself in his right eye. Rubbing it, dragged the glass-like speck across his cornea, tore it open, and left his vision permanently impaired. Though he could see colors and shapes, he was now without the depth perception necessary to climb. Even descending the mountain would be difficult.
1: His guide, 35-year-old Australian Rob Hall, instructed him to stay put. Hall would take the rest of the team to the peak and then return to help back down the mountain. Beck promised to stay, saying, cross my heart, hope to die.
0: But a blizzard was coming and he was alone. Temperatures plummeted to minus 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Winds howled at 90 miles per hour. As they passed, climbers from other expeditions offered Beck help down the mountain, but he refused. He would wait for Hall.
1: By 5 p.m., it was clear something was wrong. A member of Beck's expedition, John Krakauer, was making a descent alone. Krakauer told Beck that Hall was stuck near the summit, and he had no idea how long he'd be.
0: Krakauer offered to help Beck, but he was a journalist, not a professional climber. So Beck opted to wait for another guide, Mike Groom, who Krakauer said wasn't far behind. Which was good, because by the time the writer left, Beck had been subjected to the open elements for nearly 10 hours and he was growing dangerously cold. Hypothermia occurs when the body's internal temperature reaches 95 degrees Fahrenheit or below. With Beck's lack of movement, it was likely already setting in.
1: It's unclear when exactly Groom arrived, but we can assume no more than an hour passed. Frozen and weary, Groom and his group helped Beck to his feet and continued their descent.
0: But as they made their way towards camp, the blizzard suddenly came into full force and swallowed the mountain whole. Disoriented and delusional from lack of oxygen, they were now dealing with whiteout conditions. As one climber described it, it was similar to being lost in a bottle of milk. Disaster struck again when Beck lost his right glove. His hand froze almost
1: instantaneously. Conditions were so bad, a few climbers almost walked right off what's known as Kongshung Face, a drop of over 7,000 feet.
0: It was midnight when they decided it was safest to hunker down and wait for a break in the storm. But what the hikers didn't know was they were less than 1,000 feet away from their destination. They couldn't see the lights of the camp ahead of them, They couldn't hear the banging of pans calling them
1: home. At some point, Beck Weathers stood, facing the huddled group with outstretched arms. Blind, frostbitten, and delusional from lack of oxygen, he screamed that his companions had nothing to worry about. He had everything figured out.
0: And then a gust of
1: wind blew him away. Later that night, A guide from the Russian expedition, Anatoly Bokriev, rescued a number of the lost climbers. He even found Beck. But on Everest, every action is a calculated risk. Attempting to move Beck's body could have jeopardized the lives of more climbers. Since he was certain that Beck was already dead, Bokriev left without him.
0: Come morning, Canadian Dr. Stuart Hutchinson went back to find Beck and 47-year-old Yasko Namba frozen. Beck was half submerged in snow. His right arm and face were frozen. His jacket was open.
1: Beck's internal body temperature was likely below 80 degrees Fahrenheit. He had spent more than 10 hours in a hypothermic coma, hypothermia's final stage before death. More than likely, Beck's organs were failing, his blood plasma was diminishing, and before long, his entire body would just stop.
0: Hutchinson determined that Beck was beyond saving. He was, quote, as close to death and still breathing as any patient he had ever seen. And so,
1: for the second time, he was left to die. A phone call was placed to Beck's wife and kids to inform them of his passing. But around 4 p.m., just as grief was setting in, a medical miracle happened.
0: 15 hours after being swept away from the group of lost climbers, Beck Weathers woke up from a hypothermic coma. He said the feeling was almost like waking up in bed. But when he came to, he was horrified. He recalls his thought process. This was not bed. This was not a dream. This was real. I'm on the mountain, but I don't have a clue where. If I don't start thinking about where I am and how to get out, this is going to be over very quickly.
1: When he arrived in camp, people thought he was a ghost. His face was black from frostbite. He was rushed to a tent, but even then, nobody had any hope of Beck making it to morning. But he did.
0: The next day, the highest rescue mission ever attempted in a helicopter arrived to take him to the hospital. Beck lost his nose and both hands and still refers to May 10, 1996 as the day he died.
1: And doctors continue to be amazed that he didn't. To this day, he is the only person to ever come out of a hypothermic coma in similar conditions. But Beck doesn't believe in miracles he thinks that maybe the sun warming his body, even by one degree, incited his awakening. Among
0: the eight who died that night, four were members of Beck's Expedition, two guides, Rob Hall and Andy Harris, and two clients, Doug Hansen and Yasko Namba.
1: The story of Beck's Expedition has since been immortalized in books, television, and film, including John Krakauer's Into Thin Air, the 2015 blockbuster Everest and a 2000 book written by Beck himself, Left for Dead My Journey Home from Everest.
0: But perhaps most incredibly, Beck says he would do it all again. I gave up a couple of parts of my body, but what I got back was my marriage, my relationship with my kids, and a forced reevaluation of how I wanted to live the rest of my life. I got so much more out of it than I gave up.
1: Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss another medical miracle.
0: You can catch our other episodes of Medical Mysteries for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts.